Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I am Frank Mills, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, today we're going to be talking about Vince Garanda's muscle confusion for faster progress. So that should be good. And also in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking about Vince's Stone Age nutrition. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds really good. So I'm excited about this. Uh, Looks like a fantastic show today, Armin. And, you know, his muscle confusion for faster progress. You know, when Vince came up with this, uh, man, this sounds like a pretty interesting topic. Where did this come from? Yeah, good question. Uh, I got this from Vince's Master Series, the, the Volume 2 section of the Master Series. Ah. This, is where he's, this is where he's taken the training from Volume 1 to mm -hmm. a higher level um, because he just he felt like it it would it would be a really uh, game changer and and it is so uh, you know like Vince he always had other progressions and this is one of them all right so let's get into this a little bit for the content that you reviewed and you read what did Vince suggest in this plan well like in the the first volume you need to talk about just doing straight sets to develop you know, the central nervous system to, to learn the exercises and a good, good, good comprehension about how to execute the exercises. Okay. All right. So over time, you know, your body adapts to all that. And so he had a different strategy that he felt would uh, help to uh, re-stimulate the muscles and get even more response. And so okay. this is where he came up with supersetting um, to help shock and stimulate, you know, more capillaries for better muscle growth and to break any plateaus from the earlier training. Uh, and that's what he felt like, okay, this is one of the ways I can help to, you know, freshen things up as well. <clears throat> right, right. Well, you might want to clarify because, hey, not everybody in our audience may be as experienced as you. Uh, maybe some at just as much. Who, who knows? Hey, but, um, you know, why don't you clarify exactly what a superset is for everyone? Well, the, now there's different ways to uh, explain supersetting, but what this okay. is what Vince, this is Vince's way of explaining. Okay. So oh, okay. Okay. This is where you're training opposing muscle group. Um, you do exercises that are going to train opposing muscle groups. So like a push pull type of strategy. So like, for example, he was big on doing a back movement with a chest exercise You know, the back you're pulling the check right. exercise you're pushing. Uh, but like I mentioned, there is other variations. We're not going to get into those at this point, but this is just basically doing opposing muscle groups to get uh, more, more, uh, I guess, more intensity into your training. Mm -hmm. So Vince felt like this would, would really help exceed the pain barrier more to help confuse and actually shock the body. So that's because, you know, he tried it himself. And so he knew how it worked. Right. Right. Uh, Armin, you know, does it matter what exercises that you combine in a superset? Okay, so the way Vince uh, 
kind of explain this. Um, he, he wanted people to take serious consideration uh, on the form of exercises used because mm -hmm. they're going to shape and strengthen the muscles. So that was, he thought that was pretty important. Now, right, he also right. said that, you know, with this, you're going to use greater concentration, which is going to help you to wake up, to really wake up the, uh, the sleeping muscle parts, as he would call it. <laughs> the sleeping, <laughs> the sleeping muscle parts. Okay. So there had to be a process that, you know, how, 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 how do you determine what exercises to combine? Did Vince have a process to do this? Absolutely. So okay. with that, um, he felt that when you pick your, your exercises, it should be based on the weak body parts to help bring them up with the other mm -hmm. areas that are responding. So kind of a quick example would be if you're needing better back, back development uh, versus your chest, then you would start with a back exercise like, uh, you know, pull up or chin up. And then you would go to like a fly exercise to activate the chest. Mm -hmm. uh, but because the flies don't require quite as much energy as the pull up or chin up. So you would be able to, I mean, you'd be able to push yourself on both of those exercises pretty good. So another mm -hmm. example would be doing a row movement in presses, you know, like bent, you know, some bent rows, dumbbell bent rows and dumbbell presses as another example. So these are just different ways you approach it. Now, if your chest is weaker then you, and your back stronger, you'd have you do mm -hmm. chest exercise first and then go to the back exercise. The whole focus was is what areas are weaker when you combine them to create the superset. <clears throat> gotcha. Gotcha. So is this where the muscle confusion comes in? Yeah. So in his opinion, you know, each muscle uh, gets used to working out by the third mm -hmm. training session. Okay. And he felt like it was a better form of progression to change the workout rather than just adding more weight. So in other words, you're going to use the same weight you've been using, but now you're just going to combine them with two exercises with zero rest. I also forgot to mention that supersetting <laughs> is going from one exercise to the next with zero rest or, or very minimal rest, whatever time it takes to get from that exercise to the next one. And then you're right and you're right at it. <clears throat> and then okay, hmm. this, you know, this way the body really can, uh, can, can't, it can't really adjust to the routine as well. And so, you know, the, you, you're going to see increases in, in strength and muscle size because they need to adapt to handle the unaccustomed stress that's being kicked into it. So what this basically means is that your body's highly adaptive uh, to avoid this. This is how you confuse it by just, you know, you're putting extra blood flow in there. You're, you're creating more blood flow uh, by doing opposing muscle groups. So the body's like, wow, what is going on? you're catching it off guard. So other mm -hmm. muscles will have to activate to accommodate that new stress. Interesting. All right. So was this one of the ways that he decided to keep things fresh as well with this whole program? Yeah. So, you know, for Vince, you know, he tell the students that, you know, if you're not seeing changes you know, in each workout where you're like getting more reps or feeling strong, you know, getting stronger, adding more weight, uh, or shorter rest periods, things like that, then, you know, he felt you should be asking questions so he can find the reasons why the changes aren't occurring. You know, maybe it's nutrition, maybe it's you're getting overtrained, uh, maybe you're not pushing yourself hard enough because you're not mm -hmm. mentally focused. So this is one of the way he, ways he could communicate to his, you know, to his different trainees and students about how to, you know, if you're not getting the gains, okay, then we need to change some things up, but he need to know mm -hmm. what's going on. So yeah, keeping things fresh. 
Interesting. So what about sets and reps, Armin? All right, that's a really good question. So in the master series, it was a little confusing because you know, in one section, he states that he wanted to do three sets of 10 reps with those okay. muscle groups. But in his actual uh, training program, he lined out, which has some exercises and stuff in it. He had the person do four sets of eight reps. You know, he was a big fan mm. of the eight by eight. So he, you know, he, he put that in there. So personally, I, I think it's like you can just do one or the other and experiment with it because, you know, nothing's ever perfect. You just have to play right. with it. But with that being said, it, it looks like he selected about 12 exercises to be done in his example. But this is 12 exercises for the whole routine. So it kind of would look like a full body routine, but I really doubt it was. I think that um, mm-hmm. he had really, it's, you know, he was a big proponent of splitting up upper body to lower body. You know, Vince was never big on just training your legs uh, with your upper body all the time. I mean, he had some routines that did that in the beginning, but that was just basically for a beginner. So I would say mm-hmm. the upper, upper, lower combination. Okay. Well, Armin, you've been doing a lot of this, working out stuff what over 40 years now so you've experimented with a lot of different things what was your experience with this plan from vince well it's awesome i mean you know wow. when you're okay. ch- changing it up all the time you're, you're also stimulating about the, a lot of other muscle fibers in that muscle group so i mm-hmm. think it helps to round out the full development of the muscle because you're, you're challenging areas that that didn't maybe get fatigued when you're just doing the you know the reps and sets right because the right. superset you know one area gets fatigued you need other muscles to have to figure out how to get you know, to move the weight so mm-hmm. that's one of the things that i found was very effective uh, now i will say this initially don't expect to get stronger each and every workout uh, as you're doing this because uh, there's again there's a lot of shock to the body so right, right. what you'll have to do is watch your window of recovery uh, if you want to make sure you're getting proper recu- recuperation, because mm-hmm. just like when you first start out, you're going to get some pretty good soreness because you're <laughs> you're waking up a lot of muscle that hadn't been activated or not being used because you're combining these two movements. I mean, and one nice thing about it also is you get a double pump. I mean, you're pushing muscle and one pushing blood into one muscle group and you're pushing another muscle group that are pretty well connected. You know, like for chest and back, you're going to get a double pump and you're, you know, the heart's just pushing a lot of muscle throughout the upper body. Uh, same thing with, you know, hamstrings and quads. You know, if you do mm-hmm. that, you're going to you're going to affect both sides of the muscle. So I really like it. I think it's a really effective way to, to get good results. But hmm. again, you got to you got to watch your recovery. Right, right. So how would you recommend someone actually starting to do this program? So like anything, you got to have to kind of figure out how the superset works. So I would start with uh, just doing doing it really simple with a couple of exercises, mm-hmm. to, you know, like on one of your workouts. Uh, so, you, I mean, you can do a lot more than that. But, you know, if you picked you know, like two, two or three exercises for your chest and two or three exercises for your back and, and superset those, I think you'll find it, it's going to it's going to be plenty of work for you. And. I don't necessarily know if I would go with, you know, four sets of eight right out of the box. I would right, probably just right. you know, two or three sets just to, to see how you do, because you, you can get some extreme soreness from it. All right. right. But again, when you're doing it, you know, your focus is to make sure you're bringing up the weaker muscle groups. Okay. To get better balance in your physique. So that's another thing you want to keep in mind. Can you offer some sample combinations of 
you know, some ideas that maybe that you have that somebody could try or something that you've done? Yeah. So I felt like I got really good results if I did, you know, like for back and chest combinations. So because mm-hmm. the back's a larger muscle group and I wanted more development there, I would start with a back exercise and then I would go to a chest exercise. Like I mentioned before, you get that double pump. So right. uh, a good combination for me is I, if I did a row or chin exercise, which is, you know, pretty hard, hard exercise to do because you mm-hmm. also want to use heavy weight. Then I go to pec deck to, uh, you know, just isolate the chest fibers. Gotcha. Okay, so then I'm gotcha. getting that both areas stimulated and I'm getting a lot of energy to my back because the pec deck doesn't require as much. But then I'll go to... Uh, you know, pec deck or flies would be the combination. So that was one mm-hmm. of the good combination. But you you know you can also do a row movement and then presses. It's just that the presses are typically going to go heavier. So that's another thing that will kind of you it'll fatigue you a little quicker. But I I still got good results with that. And again, you got to fix your different movements you're going to do. It could be machines based as well. It's not a problem there. Mm-hmm. And then like for the for the arms, uh, man, I tell you for the arms it was great because you just get that double pump in your arms. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I would do a, a close grip bench press with, you know, straight bar curls or drag curl. And I mean, you're really challenging the body. And, you know, the biceps are small muscle groups. So I would start with the, the close grip bench press and go right to the to the bicep movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're just, you know, like, and then you would do push downs and go with a, maybe a preacher curl movement, you know, things like that. So you're just, you're picking these opposing uh, movements and then it's attacking that muscle. Now, for quads and hamstrings, you know, you do like a hack squat and you go right hack squat or leg press and you go right to leg curl or stiff leg deadlift. You know, one side's pushing, the other side's going to stretch and, and pull. So you get a good double pump with that. Uh, the biggest problem with that is in the gym, it can get kind of crowded. So you got to do that when things are a little slower because by the time you get done doing a quad movement, you could go through the leg curl or, or you know, or something like that. It could be, somebody could be on it. So Mm-hmm. That's one of the bigger challenges when it comes to supersetting with certain muscle groups. Okay, uh, gotcha. other people in the gym. Now, if you're training at home, not a big deal. But uh, there's a lot of other combinations, you know. But like for shoulders, uh, I do more of a pre-exhaust strategy, which is similar to supersetting, where I just do laterals and then go right to the regular presses. An mm-hmm. example there, but again, there's no rest between. So that's that's not the same, but it's it is somewhat similar in concept. Well, Armin, a lot of great information as we wrap up. Any final thoughts? Uh, well, at this stage of my training, you know, the way things, the way I do things, I'm always changing my combinations up. So I'm not really doing a lot of the same things all the time. Uh, you know, I've been doing it for 40 years. So it gets a little old after a while if you keep doing the same type of thing. So right, to, keep right. it, to keep it fresh for me and also for my clients, is I like to change it up a lot. So, mm-hmm. and with using my app, they can track that particular exercise and see how they're how they're going and how it's improving. So that's another good thing is to track the results. So you can see, okay, am I getting stronger? Am I getting more reps? Uh, you know, things like that. So that's another another thing. Um, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if you haven't tried it, you give us get a good try uh, and learn more about it. And, you know, the Master Series he has actual examples in there. Uh, so if you want to get that publication, you can do that or just start picking your own uh, exercises. Or if you want to leave some comments, you know, I can give you some feedback from there. But um, I think you'll like it. And, and the, the pump you get is in, in the beginning is pretty intense. So it's uh, really cool because, you, like I mentioned before, it's like 
a double pump because when you pump up one one muscle and you pump up another it's a new feeling <laughs> <laughs> well everyone can check that out on nspnutrition.com and uh speaking of nsp nutrition we're going to take a quick break so stand by for a quick word from them and armin and i will be right back nsp nutrition was founded by vince geronda during bodybuilding's golden era Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelarder. And I'm Frank Mills. And hey, before we get into Vince's Stone Age Nutrition, which I'm really curious about, uh, you know, Armin and I have talked about a lot of different things, both in the reality fitness show that we used to do and also here on the NSP Nutrition Show. And, uh, you know, one huge problem here in the United States specifically, people have problems with their thyroid. And a lot of that reason is they're not getting the proper supplementation that they need. And NSP has some pretty awesome iodine tablets that can help out with that. Right, Armin? Yeah. I mean, most people are not not getting enough of that because it's not in the soils. It's like it used to be. And, you know, if you're not eating a lot of seafood, which most people mm-hmm. are, you're not going to, you're not getting the right amount. And so, you know, if you just look at the Japanese, you know, they have a lot of seafood. So they get a lot of iodine in their diet mm-hmm. and they right. have no thyroid problems in that country as an example. So, you know, having some iodine is great to keep the gland working and functioning at a high level. And when that happens, you're going to burn more energy. You're going to burn more body fat because it helps kick in your mitochondria. And again, it helps control your body temperature. You, know, you want to keep your body temperature at where it needs to be. You don't want to slow down because that slow down the metabolism and your energy. So yeah, definitely something that uh, you, should, you can you should consider in your supplement program. And I'll tell you what, for a supply that they offer on NSP Nutrition for 17 bucks, you can't beat that. Uh, it's a great supplement. I've been taking it for well over a year now, and uh, mm-hmm. it has worked great. So encourage you to check it out on NSPNutrition.com. All right, so let's get into this Stone Age nutrition plan. You know, th- this is kind of... A little funny because I had this immediate image of this caveman with a club, right? Uh, so where exactly did this come from, this idea, Armin? Well, this is another one that came from the uh, Master Series. So okay. uh, I, I thought it was pretty pretty interesting, too. I was like, wow. Uh-huh. And I, I, hadn't even, I never heard of it. So I was like, this is a good eye-opener. <clears throat> well, so we're – you know, the one thing I was going to ask you before we get started was – you know, a lot of the stuff that Vince created was just because he was so passionate about what he did and oh, studying yeah. and reading and trying things to try to achieve perfection. And, you know, if you go back and look at some of the images of of of, of how Vince looked in his prime, he was amazing. Uh, just oh, yeah. in, yeah, just fantastic shape. So... All right, so back to the Stone Age nutrition plan. Where can we start on this, Armin? Well, uh, I guess Vince called it the non-mixed 
meal diet plan. So, <laughs> okay. and this is, and this was to help for optimal digestion, absorption, okay. utilization, and elimination. So uh, he just broke things down, but it is also from studies that he did. He, he studied a lot of stuff and uh, he mm-hmm. had good people he got information from. Um, but in a nutshell, it's a constructive meal plan based upon non-mixed meal. Okay. So, uh, and it's based on some sound physiology and then there's no way connected with any form of what he would call good fatism, which basically means bad diet. So, uh, it was based on good, again, good science and physiology. Well, that's some good information. Can you elaborate a little bit more? Okay. So this is basically the indiscriminate mixing of basic food elements. You know, when you mix carbs and protein, and mm-hmm. this is going to, what they found, it predisposes a faulty digestion of either the carbs or the protein. So Vince said that in the book that the findings have never been disproved. So this is really interesting. And you don't hear about this at all. Mm-hmm. And they've been improved upon by subsequent research. So during his time when he was alive is when he, you know, he found about this and, and saw it only get better. So he, and again, as we talk about this, you're going to learn uh, some pretty unique things that he he also learned. <clears throat> well, you said it was at the time actually based on the research. What did the research say back then? All right. So well, Vince, uh, you know, he, he, basically the physiologist mm-hmm. at the time agreed that each food only excites a specific gland or glands, and then which to produce digestive juice that they also influence the rate, duration, and total quantity of the juice flow as the technical terms that he put in the book. Okay, but this okay. is talking about digestive, the digestive system. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so were there certain rules to follow then, Armin? Oh, yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about. Um, he stated four basic rules regarding improper food combinations, which is, I thought it was pretty fascinating, and I I, I gotta mm-hmm. agree with a lot of it since I you know I'm playing with this stuff all the time. So, mm-hmm. so I guess we should start with what the first rule, rule one. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, okay, uh, rule one, it was uh, you do not combine concentrated carbohydrates, okay, with concentrated protein in the same meal. Mm-hmm. So. The way he broke this down is proper protein digestion requires a high quantity of hydrochloric acid, okay, and a high quality amount of it and the flow of the stomach because you need Mm -hmm. that to help break down the protein. He always talked about hydrochloric acid. It's a big deal. But carbs preclude uh, the digestion of protein, which stops the flow of hydrochloric acid. So when you have some carbs mixed with it, you're going to affect the hydrochloric acid levels and it would stop it from one to two hours. So when that happens, Hmm. it's, this is, you know, and this is probably what, just so you know, this is probably why they had diabetics create their protein first before Mm -hmm. they have any carbs. Okay. This is pretty, this is typical in a diabetic diet. Uh, My dad had diabetes. So Mm -hmm. uh, just to kind of bring that up, but the, uh, the acid will then begin to flow at a time because the, the, the concentrated carbs get in the way and it'll, it'll partially, and when it does the flow, partially dry, that the partially digested content, uh, basically in a nutshell, 
has already started to move down the small intestine. So mm -hmm. you don't get all the digestion that you want. So what this happens is because the hydrochloric acid is slowing, is coming after the fact, this is what causes severe discomfort in the form of gas, heartburn, and uh, basically hyperacidity. Mm -hmm. So with people who are struggling with their digestion, this is something they need to take a hard look at. And again, wow. this, this one, hmm. I'm wondering is don't combine concentrated carbohydrates with concentrated protein. So that's what that's rule number one. <clears throat> really good, Armin. Uh, okay, so let's move on to rule number two. All right, so then this one is not to combine concentrated starch with concentrated protein as well on the same meal. Mm -hmm. uh, so because starch is really an alkaline medium, that's how it's got to digest, while protein is digested in, in an acid medium. So again, you're combining these. So if both the combined the same meal and the protein is well digested, then the starch will only be partially digested. Uh, and the residue from that will promote a fermentative type of intestinal bacteria. Okay. So that's, uh, that was pretty interesting. Now, if the starch starts to digest well before the protein, then the protein's only be partially digested. And the residue from that will promote a, puper, uh, as he would call it, a putrative type of intestinal bacteria, which is mm -hmm. really smelly. So if okay. somebody has really bad stool, this could be one of the reasons for that. So hmm. I mean, it's pretty amazing information. It is actually pretty interesting. Um, wow. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So those are the first two rules. What about rule number three? Okay. This one is, do you not want to combine concentrated starch with fruit, especially hmm. uh, any of the citrus variety? Because the digestive, the digestive starch uh, is primarily a reduction process in, in the system. So the acid in fruit will prevent proper hydrolyzation of the starch, which is going to delay the, its digestion as well. So uh, acid in fruits will, in a, I guess the way you put it, will also render ineffectual, as you put it, digestive properties of pitalin. Uh, pitalin is an amylase of the saliva from the mouth. So when you take in the fruit, or you take in your, your concentrated starch, your mouth typically starts to digest it. But if you combine it with fruit, it offsets that digestion process. Because you know, when you have carbohydrates, the saliva starts, and that's what the pitalin's for, which is, again, pretty interesting. Right. Well, to me, it sounds like maybe Vince had his own lab team or something. This is pretty <laughs> detailed, right? Well, he, he got this from the research. So Wow. So he, he started implementing it with his clients. Um, that's what, basically the way it goes. And that's what that's what that's why it's part of the master's series. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty it, amazing it's, stuff. It was cu cutting edge, I'm sure, in his time. <laughs> I bet. All right, all right. So let's move on to rule four. All right. So this one is don't combine concentrated protein with milk. So interesting. And I and I kind of been doing that and I didn't realize it. But concentrated protein. You know, and we're maybe we're talking we're talking about meat is what we're talking right, about. Right. You know, it, it's going to digest quite differently than milk. Okay, because milk may be combined satisfactorily with other either starch or fruit. You can use milk with that, but you don't want to mix it with you know concentrated protein. It just doesn't work okay. well. Which hmm. you know, it's like what I'm getting at here is like I would have some meat uh, for lunch, but then I after I got done eating, I'd have some cottage cheese. So. That's not really a good combination based on what he's saying here. So 
I was like, wow. Because now, it, again, it's not milk. It is cottage cheese. So maybe there right. is a little offset based on that. But right. Uh, anyways. Well, this Vince Garanda guy really knew his stuff, huh? Oh, one other thing is, you know, milk, oh, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this, but milk may may be combined satisfactorily with with the starch or fruit. So, you you know, if you're going to have some cream and fruit or milk and fruit, something like that, or starch, it, it actually digests fine. So, uh, good thing to keep in mind there. Yeah, pretty interesting. So, bottom line is Vince did a lot of studying, a uh, lot of homework on this stuff before he implemented anything. Yeah, I mean, you can tell he did his homework, and you know, ironically, you never hear anything like this today uh, right. when it comes to nutrition. And I'm sure that if food companies knew about this and what was being talked about, it puts a puts a major wrinkle in their uh, nutrition plan with the food company. So, absolutely, uh, I just think that I think <laughs> that they probably had some influence on kind of keeping this because this is stuff that was again science that Vince ran across and learned about. So it's it was proven as far as the way he put it. So uh, I just think the food companies have done a good job of, you know, keeping that away from the, the, uh, the popular, uh, the, the media, uh, not from the media, but from people in general. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of great information, Armin, any final thoughts to wrap it up? Yeah. It's just like you said, it's, it's good information. And if, if you knew people who are struggling with, you know, or having digestive problems, mm-hmm. uh, this would be something for them to start to consider. Um, because, you know, if you improve your digestion, you're always going to improve your health because you're going to improve the nutrients being absorbed the way you need them absorbed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, if somebody's interested in trying the stone age, uh, or the information we talked about in the first segment, uh, is this available all on nspnutrition.com? It would be with the master series. Um, so I, I, don't, I have to double check and see if that's on the website. I'm assuming it is, but okay. it would be from the master series that he put together. <clears throat> okay. All right. Well, a lot of great information. Uh, you know, if you're feeling like a caveman, want to try out this Stone Age nutrition plan, give it a shot. But, you know, Armin, as always, great information, and we definitely appreciate it. Well, hopefully everybody got some takeaways and some new ways to approach, you know, how they combine their foods and, it could probably help them to get better absorption of it. So that's what it's all about is learning. Yeah, so. Well, and if you have comments or questions about this show, you can leave it right there on YouTube. Uh, you know, you can email us support at nspnutrition.com. We're looking for that. And we're also looking for content for shows from our listening audience. Aren't we Armin? Yeah, we're starting to get some, so that's good. So yeah, just keep it up. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Join us uh, next week for another show. We enjoyed doing this one today and I hope you had a good time watching the show. Hope that you learned something, something you could take away for your workout. Don't forget to get your supplements on nspnutrition.com and you can join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP show at the checkout. Catch you next time.